Welcome to the Healthy and Wealthy and Wise podcast with global sales trainer and professional speaker, Lois Kofi. Each week, it is her goal to share inspiration and education for you to be, do, have the best health and wealth and wisdom for your life. Well, hello, everyone, and happy Friday. This is Lois Kofi. If you're tuning in to the live show, it is Friday, September 18th. We're over halfway through Suicide Awareness Month here at Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. We started a little early today because we got places to go, people to see. So we're hoping you guys can join us here very shortly. If not, tune in and put hashtag replay and share what you like best about our topic today. It still goes in alignment with Suicide Awareness Month. And we did a little preview teaser earlier in the week, introducing Melissa Costello, our amazing guest today. I met her through Beachbody. Um, She's an amazing um, spiritual guru, chef, cook, and just uh, awesome in really helping people get to the root cause of their their food decisions and choices, right? And food is our medicine, guys. I, if you know why I called this healthy and wealthy and wise, it was because I had my own journey of depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. And a lot of it was, was definitely my food that I took in and destroyed my gut, um, did a lot of damage internally, but it really was stemmed from my trauma as a kid and my emotional baggage and stuff that I, I just kind of stuffed down and stuffed down and went out and did Ironman triathlons and overachieving type A personality, adrenaline junkie stuff. But I was didn't realize how much I was really hurting inside um, until I found healers and teachers and people like Melissa who really just, just freaking get real and to the point about what is impacting you mentally, physically, spiritually, which of course, a lot of my audience is salespeople and that impacts you financially and your business and in your personal life and relationships. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Melissa. Um, you guys can check her out at our website while we talk here, karmachow.com. And we'll talk more about how you can get in touch with her later. But I'd love for you just to share your authentic self, your story, and how did you get to be doing what you're doing today? Because it's so <laughs> unique. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, gosh, my story is a little bit of a long one, but I'll keep it. I'll condense it. Um, but for me, I, I grew up in an alcoholic home. My father was an alcoholic. There was a lot of chaos all the time. He was a rageaholic from, from being an alcoholic. And so I lived in a lot of fear. There was a lot of uncertainty growing up. There was a lot of trauma. It was kind of like my, my best friend and I were talking about this today. I lived in this space of no, never knowing what was going to happen when he came home right? Who he was going to beat up, who he was going to hurt, who he was going to yell at. And it was a really, it was a really scary place to grow up. And a lot of that trauma that happened from being a kid had, you know, really created number one, me to be super anxious. And then number two, I had a lot of illnesses because of it. So there's scientific research now that shows when kids have childhood trauma that's unresolved, that they will become sick as adults. They will have a lot of of illness, anxiety, depression, those types of things. Mm. So for me, you know, I just kind of turned toward food and I started to try to control food. I started to try to control my body. I really believed that my body was my value and my worth. And so that that kind of led me to just start to really, you know, work with my food in a way that wasn't healthy. 
And I started to kind of deprive myself. I started to binge. I started to emotional eat. And, and I was a total sugar addict as a kid. Like I had a, my top whole, my whole top dresser drawer was filled with candy. Like the whole thing, nobody knew it, but like I would just get through dinner so I could go up to my room after dinner and eat the candy in my dresser drawer. And, you know, I really believe that not only was the trauma a big part of my illnesses, but also my diet. I was eating a really, really poor diet, standard American diet, a lot of processed food, you know, cereal for breakfast, like Fruit Loops, Lucky Charms. And I'd go to school and feel totally crappy, but didn't connect the dots. And I'd be like asleep on my desk by like 10 a.m. in the morning, you know. And so as I started to get older, um, you know, I had always been an athlete and I just really wanted to feel better and I always loved to cook. And so I started to cook healthier and eventually that became a passion of mine. That was something that I really felt passionate about. And then when I moved to California in my late twenties, I, you know, learned about veganism and raw foodism. And I just, this whole new world opened up to me and I became a vegan and I totally switched to a plant-based diet all of those illnesses that I had had as a child, like multiple bouts of strep throat, pink eye, you know, all kinds of stuff, irritable bowel syndrome, migraine headaches, all that stuff went away when I changed my diet. And I also had to learn how to do stress management. So that was a big part of it too. Um, and so it's, it's definitely been a journey and it's taken me to where I am now, which I've been over the last five years working with people around the psychology of their eating, why they struggle. Cause our diet industry is one of the biggest reasons why so many people stay stuck. Unfortunately, they get really stuck in this idea that food is good and bad. It's black and white. And then they start to get in that mindset and it works against them versus for them. You know, and so that's why I do the, the deeper work that I do now is to really understand, like I had to look at where did my food issues come from, right? And a lot of it came from loneliness. It came from not feeling worthy. It came from trying to like make my body be my value. So there were so many things there that, you know, just really stemmed from my childhood. Oh my gosh. I feel like we had mirror journeys on, on a lot of levels. Cause I remember mm. if I had a running injury right away, my self-worth went into the the crapper and right. I was I was always wanting that next candy or that next uh, energy drink or that next whatever could like soup up my dopamine hits and keep me energized in a fake you know inauthentic way and gosh there's so much we could unpack with that but if you could if you could yeah. <laughs> like pick like one of the one or two most common things that people or maybe how you help people get unstuck because yeah there are so many fads there's intermittent fasting there's there's atkins there's all these different things and here you are trying to help people eat clean right and and teach them to shift that but they're still maybe wanting to try the yo-yo thing like do you yeah. have like any secrets to your success in helping people shift their consciousness away from the fads yeah <clears throat> so the work that i do it's not even so much about eating clean although i'm a big believer in that but that's also okay. a type of diet. Um, uh, but what I've learned over the years is that it's really about turning inward and starting to listen to our bodies. That is a big part of the work that I do. And then also uncovering like, where do these issues with stem, where do these issues with food stem from? Right? Like, is it some childhood trauma? Is it like, you know, one of my clients told me that she was seven years old 
and she was climbing a tree and the little boy at the bottom told her she had tree trunk legs and they were fat. And from that day forward, seven years old, she started dieting and started to control her food and started to believe about herself. My body's not okay. So like little things like that can happen that can change someone's world. And then we go into this place of hiding, thinking we're not okay, you know? And so that's really what I'm here to help people do is uncover where does this stem from? Why is it so hard for you? Why do you struggle? Why do you yo-yo up and down in your weight? Why do you struggle with food? Like you can do good for a week and then you're, you're, you know, you're off the rails and binging or overeating, right? All that stuff. And so my approach is really about, you know, not seeing food as good or bad, but really starting to tune into your body and eat, eat with consciousness and mindfulness and really understand the emotions that are happening under the surface so that you can address those first before you turn to food. So in some ways, and I know you probably wouldn't call yourself this, but it's, it's almost like therapy, right? And, yeah. and do you have them journal things out or do they, do they do other exercises with you? Yes. To yeah, we do a lot. <clears throat> I do a lot of different processes and it's very, you know, the way I work with my clients, it's very tailored to them as an individual because we're all so different. And everybody's in a different place when they come to me. Most people are resigned. They they feel like they've failed so many times. They know that they want to do it differently, but they're scared, you know? And so it, it really depends where they are, how much of their own personal growth work they've done, kind of where their mindset is. And then based on that place, I start to give them strategies, tools, and then also processes that they can work through to kind of dismantle, you know, all of this like stuck thinking around dieting and food and all of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Full disclosure. You know, I, I got out of the health and fitness industry because I always felt like people wanted to come and work out with me as a personal trainer. They didn't want me to look at their food log. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, there's a lot of shame, right. And fear around yeah. food even and, and being true and being able to, to share more about that. So how do you help your clients overcome that? Do you, do they, do they food journal with you? Nope. Okay. Cool. The only time I will have someone food journal is to connect the dots between how does this food make me feel? And then also did I eat when I was not hungry? And if I did, was there something else going on? Was there a trigger? Was there an emotion? Was I needing something? else that I wasn't giving myself. And so I start to get them in tune to what's happening under the surface versus just what they're used to habitually doing, which is just grab food, right? Because that's, it's so easy to do. It's so easy to just, you know, we're, we're in a space of like, oh, I'm stressed. Oh, I'm bored. Oh, I want to procrastinate. Let, let me get up and get some food versus like really asking yourself like, well, if I'm stressed, right, do I need to eat? Am I physically hungry? Can I do something else to support myself? Right. So it's really about supporting yourself outside of just what you're doing with food. Wow. And there, there's so many layers there because all of us, you know, if you're a mom, a wife or a dad or, you know, all of these these titles and roles that are so heavy, especially with COVID. Right. If a lot of people go from uh, this huge shift of having to work from home, having to homeschool, do wow. you find like there's been a lot of uh, maybe more clients or an increase in a certain client since COVID hit? I mean, there's definitely people. So I've been seeing two extremes. I've been seeing people who have completely gone off the rails and put on a bunch of weight. And then I've been seeing people who have gotten in the best shape of their life. 
So I've been kind of seeing both, but what I'm really recognizing is it's all about it's all about kind of self-care, like lack of self-care, just getting caught up in kind of the stress and anxiety cycle, which I noticed I did in the beginning when all the fear, when it all first started and everything was so fearful. And I got caught up in that cycle too. And I was like, not, not so much with food because I don't use food in that way anymore, but it was like other things. I wasn't taking care of myself. I stopped working out and that didn't last very long. I got, you know, I bounced back pretty quickly, but I was just in such a negative cycle with all the fear that was out there and all the unknowns. Like we didn't, you know, like we still, there's still a lot of unknowns, but in the beginning it was even more scary. And so I think, yes, a lot of people have fallen off kind of their regular routines. And so what I've been doing is working with my clients to figure out, well, what's this new routine that you need? Like, it's not going to be the same as it was right before all of this. So like, let's figure out a new routine and how, if your kids are home, if you are homeschooling, how do you still take care of yourself? How do you still continue to eat what feels good for you in terms of your health and your well-being, your mental health, all of that, and just kind of like building out those routines and rituals for people? Awesome. I'm curious, do you teach everything in moderation or all or nothing? I, I kind of think I know the answer, but I know there's a lot of all or nothing sales mentality people out there like, oh, I can't eat that ever again, or I can't drink that ever again, not not trying to, you know, throw any system or methodology under the bus. But what what is your methodology around abstaining, abstaining versus moderation? Nothing's off the table. And I don't believe in moderation either because I, I really believe that everybody thinks moderation is different, right? Like for someone, moderation might be three cupcakes and for someone else it might be one, right? So I don't really believe in moderation. I believe in listening to your body and I don't believe that any food is off limits because the second you put a food off limit, you're going to binge on something else. You're going to feel restricted. You're gonna go into, your body's gonna go into survival mode and you're either gonna eat a bunch of something else or you're gonna eat that thing and overdo it. And then the guilt cycle starts, the shame cycle starts. Oh, I was so bad, I ate that. Well, I screwed up, what's the point, right? I might as well just keep going, I'll start tomorrow. So that's kind of the, that's the diet culture mindset that everyone gets stuck in. And so yeah. I really work with people to dismantle that and to really approach food from a different mindset. So cool. And you work with men and women, right? Cause you even work with Tony Horton, P90X fame, right? I mean, I don't, I used to cook for him and, um, but now I'm, I'm a speaker for his events. So I don't work with, I mean, I'm part of his team, but I don't work, help him personally anymore with food stuff. I used to cook for him and all that and, and teach nutrition to his, you know, his clientele. Um, but now I'm just a speaker and I talk about mindful eating with his people and uh, uh, habit building, how to build better habits. So important. So, yeah. so, so important. Yeah. What is your vision like with your future? Where do you see uh, yourself in three to five years? Do you have a, a bigger vision to create and expand your message and help people of all ages, like even kids? Uh, no, I, I, I'm not, I'm not into, I mean, I don't, I love kids and I think that, you know, but that's not my wheelhouse, right? I work with mostly women uh, and my wheelhouse is really the, the direction I'm moving in is working. Um, I'm getting an equine therapy certification, which is horse, horse therapy. And so the direction I'm moving in is eventually running retreats for women and using horses as 
you know, they're, they're so in alignment with themselves and they can be a mirror for us where we're out of alignment and they're so healing. And so that's, that's a direction I'm moving in. And, um, I'm actually moving away from the food stuff as much and really helping women step into just their truth, their authenticity, really living unapologetically, um, and just kind of remembering who they are. Cause I feel like so many women have forgotten what their dreams were, what their, you know, what they did as kids, like they feel stifled and they're not expressing themselves fully in the world. And so that's really the direction that I've been moving in. Wow. That's so cool. Because when you think about, uh, you know, and I, I'm not going to get political here, but we have a, a vice president nominee candidate as a woman. And you kind of wonder when you see other countries, especially they've always had women presidents or leaders or other things. And it seems like here in America, um, you know, it's really been held back for so long. And I, I feel like what you're doing is so beautiful um, for our future, too, because I think for all too long, I know I have, you talked about manifesting disease. I have an autoimmune disease in my throat, right? Um, from all that, that trauma and emotional stuff. And then I still believed in my late twenties, early thirties, when I manifested the disease that I didn't have a voice, right? Yeah. You know, so I've, I've discovered that so what you're doing is. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, things manifest in the body. You know, I, I'm a big believer in that. Like if we have unexpressed, right, a lot of people get will get throat cancer or throat issues, right? If we're not able to speak, if we don't have a voice, right? And then there's other parts of our body that are correlated to different things as well, you know? And for me, like a lot of it was in my stomach. I had digestive issues, which Virgos are tend to be right. That tends to be their weakness, but also a lot of it was just the stress that I felt and my, my not feeling safe growing up, like not feeling I belong, like I belonged in the world, you know, and not really having a place to feel safe. Wow. That's powerful. Cause I had digestive issues pretty much since birth, I think. And I was, I never wanted to talk about it. I was so ashamed. Like I didn't want to go to the bathroom with anyone, you know, as a kid, uh, I just, <laughs> and I, I, I joke, unfortunately, I used the, the cup yesterday, but I have a, a coffee cup with a Bristol's poop chart on it. And I'm like, oh, so hey. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and since you're talking about that, and I, I know um, I was going to share this group, but I think it's actually really powerful if you tell us the meaning behind your Reclaim Your Wild group on yes. Facebook. Yes. So this group has recently transformed. It used to be the food freedom group. But like I said, I'm kind of moving into a broader realm to help more people. Um, and it's just something I've been called to do. And this is really for women to get, like I said, get reconnected to themselves and really get reconnected to their hearts and their voices, like coming back home to themselves. Because I just feel like women are overworked, overwhelmed, overextended. You know, I, I was um, listening to my, my business coach has a podcast and she was doing, uh, she does live coaching on the podcast and, okay. and this all ties together, but she was uh, interviewing one of my colleagues and the, the colleague, her name's Katie. She was, she knew that she needed to be more visible to grow her business. 
And so they, they dove into her fears around visibility and it all stemmed back to when she was in kindergarten and being an Asian American, the only Asian American in her class and her teacher shaming her multiple times, like telling her, oh, Susie with the blonde hair and the blue eyes is going to be Glinda the Good Witch in Wizard of Oz and you're going to be the monkey because of the way your face looks, like that type of stuff. And from that moment forward, she made a decision about herself at five years old that I'm not okay. I can't be creative because she also made fun of, of something she drew and the teacher, you know, just called her out in front of the class and everybody laughed at her. So she basically like just shut all of that down. And that's really what I'm here to do is help women like just re like recover that part of ourselves that we forgot because it shows up in our adult life every single day for her, the fear of being visible. Like, and she doesn't, she also doesn't allow her friends to get close to her. She's very kind of shut down. She's not playful. She's not, and that all stems from those things that happened as a young girl. And she just kind of, and although she's successful in business and she is, has other creative outlets, she's still holding back in so many ways. And so that's oh, yeah. really the work that I'm doing with women is really helping them get back in touch with that part of themselves, really living unapologetically, having authentic self-expression, you know, and all of that. Well, have you, I forget, apologize if, if maybe I should know this. Have you written a book or a book? Say that again. Have you written a book about this or are you going to write a book about this? I will be. I will be. Yes. Yeah, awesome. I will be. And, and a lot of it will be about my story and, and how, you know, I've, reclaimed my wild and got my voice back and really my authentic self-expression because with all the trauma growing up i became a perfectionist i became super critical right like all of that stuff that i did to keep myself safe you know it but it kept me small and i couldn't now you know i have a six-figure business and i'm thriving but like all that stuff was stopping me from doing that you know done well here's a question for you um because I, I, a lot of my audience is salespeople, both men and women, definitely probably 60% women. Um, what advice, since you were just talking about how that impacted your income and, and held you back, is there any specific advice or tips that you can share with our viewers who are looking to live a better life, live a more authentic life, which then could in turn increase their sales? And I, and I know you could probably give a thousand tips, but anything that really stands out for specifically salespeople and entrepreneurs? I think it's always important to understand what our blocks are, like where we get stuck and what our blocks are and why, because that's where that's where the heart of success lies. Like my 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 coach said the other day, your business can only grow as much as you're growing as a human being. Right. And so like we have to continue. I mean, owning a business is one of the most challenging things, but it's also one of the most healing things. And so we have to continue to kind of heal ourselves through our businesses. You know, I've been doing tons of that. I've had my business since 2007 and I can't tell you how many times it's morphed and transformed. And, and it's just because I keep growing as a person and a human and what I'm stepping into. And then my business transforms with me. Right. And sometimes I resist it because it's scary. Like this change that's happening now, this has been stewing in me for two years, but I haven't done anything about it. Right. Until my coach finally said, listen, like you, I'm sick and tired of you waiting. Like you have to do something. And so that's, that's now why I'm moving in the direction I'm moving in. I've been talking about the horse thing for like three years. I can't even tell. <laughs> yeah. So 
and now it's funny because like I'm meeting all these people in the horse world. I met someone close locally who we're going to do workshops together. It's like all this stuff is popping because I'm now moving in the direction and listening to the universe that's giving me the signs, right? And really like saying, hey, we're supporting you. Move forward. <laughs> that's so funny because there's these, you know, you hear these sayings and it, it comes from a pessimistic place where people are like, oh, the universe is conspiring against me or you know god why did this happen to me and it's like uh, um look inside you know uh we gotta ask and seek and the universe is just waiting to conspire for us to bring everything that we deserve and you know i shared with you you'll appreciate this you know i had that autoimmune disease and that was it started about in 2007. I didn't get diagnosed until 2011. So I think you can relate with a lot of your female clients. Like I was going through this dark, like, like uh, what was the name of uh, that kid and Linus and Lucy that had the cloud overhead uh, of him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was my life for four years. And then I, I was told, you know, who's going to listen to you, Lois? Why should you be a speaker? Why should you do this? And you don't have anything to share. And you know, going back to childhood trauma and thinking, oh, well, they're right. I must just, I just must not use my voice. And then this year I hired a coach. So it sounds like you and I both, we, we needed those coaches to just hold a mirror in front of us. And that's what you do for your clients. That's what I do for my clients. And I wouldn't be having this podcast right now. And now I'm, I'm like thinking, oh, I'm going to go into remission with this disease. I'm going to find ways, you know, yeah. it's yes. You're like expressing beyond. Right. And it's yeah. just healing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's and so you know, cool. I, I too, I mean, I, su I suffer with chronic fatigue and Epstein-Barr virus and I, I, you know, I had a huge adrenal burnout in 2009, 10, and it took me a good two full years to recover and I still have to manage it every day. It's still something that that's why I, one of my values is health, because it's something that like I really value my body and I value this vehicle that I'm living in. And so for me, it's just a given. It's just how I live my life. And, you know, I don't drink alcohol. I don't I haven't drank alcohol in years. I, you know, I don't eat like white sugar, white flour, all that stuff. But to me, that's not I don't feel deprived by doing that. I feel like it supports me to do that, you know, so. <clears throat> Well, and it's a conscious choice too. And, and and I know, I know you know this, but like if you did decide to have a little white sugar or alcohol, right, you aren't a bad person either. No, not at all. But I just don't even care. Like, I don't even think about it. You know, it's, I don't feel like it, it's missing from my life at all. You know, I feel like it actually harmed me when I was doing it. Like, I just never felt good physically. It just, you know, it just didn't serve me. And that that was a natural progression over time. You know, even when I got more into my spiritual life and got into yoga, I was like, why don't I want to drink alcohol anymore? Like, it, it just keeps me away from my truth. You know, that's how I felt. Right on. Awesome. Well, I know our, our time is tight. So and I have one closing question when we get there. But I, I'd like for you, I've already done this, but I just want you to re reiterate, how do people find you um, besides your website, which uh, I'll put in the show notes, karmachow.com and they how do they find your Facebook group? Uh, Reclaim your wild, just do a search. It's a it's a group for radical self care and self discovery. Like I said, we're, we're it's, it's just grown tremendously in this last couple of weeks. I just did a big birthday giveaway. My birthday was last week. And I know you're a burger too. And um, <laughs> it's just such a lovely, supportive, safe arena for people to just express and feel like, 
oh, there's people in here who get me. And so that's really what I want people to feel. And then, you know, I'll be over the next course of the next month, I'll be doing um, a launch week for, you know, like just all the new stuff I'm doing. And so that's all going to be happening as well. Awesome. And is it just for women, right? Or can men join too? Just for women. Okay, perfect. I just wanted to clarify that, guys. Sorry. <laughs> there are some men in there that were in there from before, but they're going to eventually be transitioning out. So that's awesome. No, I love it. Uh, I love it. I love it. And and if in case you guys haven't already joined, um, you can join my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. Connect with Melissa there. And I know um, I have a, a final question for all my guests, Melissa, that I'd love to ask you. Uh, the name of my podcast was inspired and birthed from my own journey of homelessness, health crisis, and just learning, you know, basically needed a, a ass kicking to wake up and become conscious to all the things that really you teach yeah. so beautifully. So what is your definition when you hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise? Well, I really believe our health is our wealth, you know, because if we don't have our health, it's going to be no matter how much money you have, it's going to be hard to do anything. Right. So I really believe that our health is our wealth. And I also believe that as we are healing, right, we become wiser. And that if we if we are treating our bodies well, that that helps us become wiser, you know, and and just for me, what's most important and what's part of this as well is that I'm always growing as a human being. Like I don't ever want to be stagnant or stuck. And that's where kind of that wisdom comes in over time. And also just aging in general, like we get wiser, we start to care less about what people think, right? There's just all of that too. So they're all very interconnected. And I just really believe that, you know, the three together, they all kind of just grow. Like, I feel like they all can grow at the same time, but I'm really a big believer in health as wealth. I love it. Awesome. Thank you. I love learning from my guests. I love having had you here. And guys, if you if you love this episode, please uh, check out my website, healthyandwealthyandwise.com. This will be in iTunes on Monday. And you can also listen to it on my website at healthyandwealthyandwise.com. It'll be uploaded on YouTube, all of the places, all of the things. And just one really quick announcement for all my salespeople and entrepreneurs out there who are really struggling in this new normal. One of my tools and, and gifts and skills is, you know, how to generate leads, how to follow up with excellence and how to nurture those leads. So I have a class coming on September 26th. It's from 10 a.m. Pacific to 1 p.m. I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes as well. So you guys have another tool and it's only $27 to be in this three hour roll up our sleeves, get Ooh, down wow. and dirty with That's my cool. workshop. So it'll be, it'll be lots of fun. So thank you again, Melissa, for taking time out of your life, your birthday month, my birthday month. And of course, oh <laughs> right. And of course, um, suicide awareness month. So thank you for being a part of this family um, as well. Until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth and best wisdom. We'll be back here live again, same time, same channel next week. Bye bye for now. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, refer a friend and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20 minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at Lois at LoisKofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.